You're listening to the Europe Asia podcast, a podcast where we aim at deepening the mutual understanding and building stronger relations between Europe and Asia. Presented by the Brussels-based Europe Asia Center, we invite you to dive into the exploration of complexities and nuances that form the multi-layered relations between Europe and Asia. Through conversations with leading experts, we follow our firm belief of the need to facilitate connections, understanding, and mutual trust. Welcome to the new episode of Europe Asia podcast. It is a true honor to welcome our guest, the Venerable Man Chin. Venerable Man Chin is currently the director of Fu Guangshan International Supervisory Council, Deputy Secretary General of BLIA Europe, as well as the director of Fu Guangshan Board of Directors and Abyss of Fu Guangshan Taipei Bihara. Her previous posts include Abyss of Nan Tin Temple in Australia. She has also been the Dean of Tsunglin University, Executive Director of Fu Guang University, President of Blia Yat, Chunghua Venerable Man Chin continues to travel worldwide to advocate humanistic Buddhism, promoting message of peace, tolerance, cultural understanding, and interreligious dialogue. Today, I'm joined with Venerable Man Chin and our Chairman of the Europe Asia Center, Ambassador Pete Still. A very warm welcome to both of you. Welcome to our podcast. I would like to first start with a bit more of a personal note, um, researching more about your work. It's truly remarkable to explore the journey that you have taken and the impact created from cultural understanding, interreligious dialogue, and you know, even the EU-China relations. So what is your vision on the role of interreligious dialogue, um, specifically in the context of the current existing geopolitical framework? Uh, we see we seem to be really cracking some of the fundamental human principles across you know the world and all the different aspects really from from the tolerance dimension to cultural understanding would you be able to elaborate on this auspicious greeting to you all thank you very much so invite me to join today and it is my great pleasure to share with you Interreligion dialogue is about uh, people of different faiths coming to mutual understanding and respect that allow everyone to unite and coexist in peace. So in, the, in this world, there are people of different races, backgrounds, religions, languages, cultures, and so on. But all religions share the same values of peace, freedom, of belief, and respect for diversity. So if this world is like a beautiful garden with different flowers, such as roses, lotus, lilies, and many more, and each flower is beautiful and fragrance and blossom in different seasons for us to enjoy. And religion is like uh, the different types of flower and all equal and all emitting the fragrance of compassion and love. And interreligion dialogue promotes world peace, respect for each other's face, and understand of one another's difference. It is a way of fostering uh, harmonious relationships between humans and to be without <clears throat> confrontation or conflicts, and all and can make the world more peaceful place. And religion are strong contributing factor to promoting peace and have many advantage and resource to do so. 
So religion leaders and faith ministers can play an important role in resolving uh, conflicts and facilitating peace building being a role uh, model for their fellows. So I'm lucky um, I become a, a nun and my grandmaster always uh, asked us to promote humanist Buddhism. So that's why uh, I travel a lot and I hope I can uh, spread the core teaching of grandmaster to everyone. So I remember during the uh, mark, um, the typhoon in Taiwan, when Master Xing Yun instructed to establish temporary shuttle to settle disaster victims in the temples and provide them with various goods and materials. And Venerable Master Xing Yun invited priests and victors to come and say prayers for them. And many people wonder why priests and victims would be invited to a Buddhist temple. Uh, at most of the victims were Christian or Catholic. Venerable Master Xing Yun only thought about the needs of the people and wanted to give them peace in body and mind. This is a great uh, form of care that religion can provide for people. Before leaving, the priest said, Thank you, Buddha, for allowing us to carry out God's will. This is a perfect uh, example of integration and harmony between faiths. So Grandmaster Master Xing Yun have spent his life to propagating humanist Buddhism and humanist Buddhism is very important. So we care the world and we do anything and we hope we can bring the peace to the world. So that's uh, first I wanted to share with everyone. There is also obviously a quite a strong relationship between, uh, as you already outlined, you know, the role that um, religion can play even on the level of states. Um, so would you be able to elaborate a bit more on this interception of, um, uh, of interreligious dialogue and cultural diplomacy? Different religions have their own culture and inter-religion dialogue can facilitate cultural diplomacy by exchanging ideas and respect of culture among nations in order to foster mutual understanding. And for example, this year, Venmo Jue Chen, and Deputy Secretary General of the Buddha's Light International Association, Southeast Asian uh, region, joined force with Global Peace Mission in Malaysia to provide humanitarian and aid to people of Afghanistan. And the war country were experiencing a cold winter and many people were in uh, disparate need of international assistance. The mission was organized and coordinated by the Minister of Foreign Affairs and assist assistance by Malaysia NGO to give warm clothes and milk powder to the Afghan people to keep them warm during this cold winter. And Venerable Jue Chen said this was a humanitarian relief effort by a Malaysia NGO. And we participate in the 
humanitarian relief effort because we could not bear to see people suffering and being cold. And we were just doing our bit to show our concern for the suffering uh, Afghan people. And we set out with compassion, hoping to bring a touch of warmth to the people of Afghanistan in this cold winter. And during the mission, uh, Venerable Jue Chen So and Afghanistan's uh, representative holding on to prayer beans, and she asked him, what are you reciting? And he said, I'm praying for Allah's blessing. And Venerable Jue Chen also explained that he was also praying for the Buddha's blessing. Then they both exchange prayer beans, symbolizing a wonderful gift of praying for each other. They prayed for no war, no disease, no suffering in Afghanistan, and for all women and the elderly and the children to have no sickness, no fear, and no suffering. And this mission not only enable us to reach out to people of different different space, but give us an opportunity to learn more about the nation, the culture, and the people. With better understanding and communication, we create, we create a bond that has no barriers. So we can see that inter-religion dialogue is not, on, it's not about converting one another, but more importantly, help to develop cooperation and a peace culture. So by encouraging dialogue and communication, we can strive for unity for common goals, such as war peace. Uh, thank you so much for, for uh, you know, this uh, introductory remarks and on, uh, on particularly interreligious <coughs> inter uh, dialogue. Because um, uh, this is something I myself am personally also very interested in. Uh, you you see it rather this interreligious dialogue as something which is uh, spontaneous. It's it's by nature. It's by character. So you 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 don't see it within an institution. You know, it's something which is uh, you know deep in your heart of each of us. Is that correct? Yes, from our heart. So it, may, it doesn't mean that it is uh, an institution that you have a kind of a, a big, uh, a big organization which is uh, calling for interreligious dialogue. It's something people have to do spontaneously. So that's my my first uh, point. My second point is, of course, you know, the the world is sometimes a very messy place. It's a very messy place, and and interreligious dialogue can be, of course, can be very helpful to bring to bring indeed. Uh, people uh, with very conflicting ideas to maybe to, to bring them to themselves and, and understand. And sometimes religion is seen not, not, not as helpful in the world, but sometimes also as a, a, a source of conflict, a source of uh, even struggle and war. So how, how can we actually, you know, with, with your uh, humanistic Buddhism, how can we spread this message further, and particularly in, 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 in today's world, which is, as I said, 
very messy, and I am very worried about the you know the, the the future. If if we cannot bring that message of hope and and love and and peace and 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 let's say looking at the world from from the heart and not from from the mind. I believe that many religions institutions have have education programs not only for children and youth but also for adults too. And it's important that we also educate them to understand uh, other faiths. Otherwise, it will be difficult to understand, appreciate, or respect what one does not know. Yeah, um, this, this is, uh, reminds me, I, I lived uh, some, some years ago, I lived in Vietnam and I uh, was able you know, to spend time in the countryside. And sometimes in the countryside, you had small villages and you had a Buddhist temple, you had a Catholic church, and even you had a temple for what they call filial piety. So they were all living together in a very peaceful manner. So what you're saying is uh, already is existing also at, at very, uh, at very let, uh, what I would call grassroots level in many communities in, in Asia, as I know. But how is it then that we still, are, you know, we, we, we see in Europe now, there is such a, a you know, a, a conflict going on, a war going mm. on, that, that one country invades another country. I, I, I just cannot imagine in my world, in your world, that this could happen today. Uh, and that's why I say we should also uh, make our prayers um, for, 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 for those people who are suffering from war and are suffering from destruction and, and from uh, natural calamities. So how, how do civil, civil society groups then participate in promotion of this interreligious dialogue? I mean, you just gave an example also of, of, you know, the, of, the, of the religious representatives creating this dialogue, but is there also direct dialogue between civil society? Promoting interface dialogue through civil society organization can bring hope for peace and human uh, humanitarian care. And Buddha's Light International Association, we call BRAA, is an organization for lay Buddhist and is also an NGO. An 18 BRIA chapter in Europe joined together in the spirit of compassion to raise funds to help the victims of the war in uh, Ukraine. And we work together to provide support for the refugees. And we donate a thousand boxes of clothes, food, medical supplies, milk powder for children, blankets and a lot of daily necessaries. The surprise were delivered to a collection point joint set up by a uh, Ukraine uh, Catholic Church and a, a Ukraine school in Europe country. And civil society group play very important roles in nurturing and supporting dialogue. It is joint strangers, and we can build uh, solidarity and focus 
on the real need of society and provide assistance, there is a most need. So I remember this year, Venerable Jue Chen, Deputy Secretary General of the Buddha's Light International Association of South Asian, and led a delegation to uh, Pakistan to attend the first international Buddhist uh, conference in Pakistan. And on the first day of the conference, Manuel Chen was invited to be one of the uh, panelists to talk about uh, how religion can play a role in bringing society together and promoting harmony in uh, charity and culture work. And she said that uh, Pakistan was uh, once an Asian Buddhist country, but is now mainly in Muslim country. And it was so wonderful to hold an international Buddhist conference here, even though it was hosted by the Muslim of Pakistan. They were very respectful for the Buddha and Buddhism. They wanted to share the Buddhist history, philosophies, arts, and architecture for Pakistan to the world. They have hoped the Gandhala culture and us in a uh, sustainable way. So it is so touching to see that although Pakistan is a Muslim country, the culture of Buddhism and the Buddhist art, states, statues and pagodas are so well preserved and looked after. And they are very welcome and encourage Buddhists for all over the world to go to Pakistan and visit these Buddhist sites. They even hope that people can visit for exchange and interaction, showing their utmost respect and tolerance. This is such a wonderful example of respect and harmony between religions. We can see the respect for Buddhism in Pakistan. In the future, Foguangshan may even set up a research center for the study of humanist Buddhism or Buddhist history. So I think uh, to us, for everyone, I think the civil society group can participate in the promoting interreligion dialogue, definitely. Through your work, you left really a significant footprint also in education practices, as you mentioned right now, just you know about this prosperous prospect of um, actually building research center even in Afghanistan. Would you be able to also maybe share some of the best practice examples of the projects that you've really created and that are really intercepting this cultural dialogue and education? Let me tell you the story. When the 911 attack on the United States shocked the world, one month after the attack, Venerable Master Xin Yun led many of his monastic disciples to the disaster site to chant and say prayers. Uh, Grandmaster stood on temporary temporary platform and began his prayers. Dear God, dear Jesus, dear Allah, dear Muhammad, dear Buddha. May you bring peace to the heart of your people, to those who have lost their lives in fear. May they find comfortable, may they find comfort in your garden, in your heaven, and in your pure land. Everyone on the site was deeply moved by his words. Afterward, 
The master said to his disciple, our goal here is to be bring peace to their mind. Our goal here is not to promote Buddhism. Venu Master Xinyun advocated that each faith may have different creators and founders and also different teaching, but that should not stop devote, devotee that uh, but that should not stop devotees from being friends with each other, from seeing each other and from serving society together. So people of different religion should interact with each other. And let me tell you a, a very interesting story. Uh, the story is uh, from the Sutra. Uh, one day, the five fingers of a hand were arguing. The psalm said, I'm the boss because all is good. When I put the psalm up, so you must uh, all listen to me. And the index finger argued, eating is so important. And whenever people test food, they always use me. Also, I'm also the fingers that point to give instruction, so you should all listen to me. And the middle finger respond, I'm in the middle and I'm the taller one, so I should be the boss. And the ring finger then argued, I'm the most important because precious wedding rings are always put on me, so therefore, I'm the most important and little finger, the little finger then spoke out and said, I'm the smallest and right at the end. However, when people joined their pawns together, I'm close to Buddha. Such a story tells us that arguing who is bigger or bigger is no use and just cause conflicts. Look at the five fingers on the hand of the hand. They are all different in length, but all have their different uses. Each are important, and five fingers by itself does not have much power. However, if the five fingers join together to form a fist, the fist will have strength and power to gain peace. So that's why everyone is very important, and inter-religion uh, dialogues is very important. The, the next question, I, I think um, what the Venerable um, uh, Manchen is saying is, is, is so uh, you know, dear to my heart. So the, the next question is, uh, how is Chan and T interlinked in what is the historical significance of uh, Chan and tea culture in the development of the relation between Europe and 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 China. This is uh, something you know we would like to hear. As I am the president and chairman of the uh, center between Europe and uh, and uh, Asia. Uh, okay. Um, coffee is a popular drink in Europe and is already a part of our daily lifestyle of many. And China is known as uh, the motherland of tea and is the 
likely origin of the tea plant. And tea is uh, central to the daily life of Chinese people. And Chen is a flower. Through the flower sermon, the Buddha taught his disciple by just holding a flower. And without words, the Buddha taught his disciple to cherish life and treasure the present moment. This is the origin of the practice of Chen. And through the Chen and tea meditation, we are able to experience Chen through drinking tea. Uh, we can reach the state of Chan might and realize the essential of Chan and tea as one, so that we can live in joyful and carefree life. And tea and Chan were the common characters, uh, characteristic of purified purity and tranquility. And the Chan school of Buddhism flourish after the Tang and Song dynasty, since Chen Master held the drinking in high regard, the custom spread rapidly throughout China. And Fu Guangshan has been promoted practice of tea Chen, we call tea meditation. And because uh, Venerable Master Xing Yun advocated Chen in everyday life, so hence Fu Guangshan we promote the practice of teaching, and it is the form of practice that helps modern people to relax and learn to live their lives with right mindfulness and right concentration. Uh, since 2008, I have uh, conducted more than 40 chan and tea ceremonies in more than 10 Europe countries, and the participants have enjoyed um, um, benefit from their, uh, from they gradually. So it is also an experience of impermanence that understanding the things change every day, just like life. And in Buddhism, there is no difficulty of state of status, and all practitioners have the Buddha nature. And regardless of what we are doing in life, we must can we must connect with our chen might. Like drinking tea, it may not be a big part of our life, but it is an indispensable part of life. Uh, from more than twenty years, we have been promoting chen and tea ceremony around the world, in the hope that through Chinese tea culture, we can cultivate and purify our mind and discover the connection between life and nature. The Chan and tea ceremony has provided to be very popular in Europe, giving many local people a new sight into the Chinese tea culture and the practice of Chan in everyday life. So uh, we hold the uh, tea ceremony in Parliament House of uh, British and the Belgian Houses of Parliament uh, House. So in different country, we uh, we engage a different uh, tea ceremony so that the people can share the chain and tea.
One of our really close collaborators is also um, Maestro Tandun, who even wrote a, a tea opera where actually one of the, the highlights uh, ah. you know, highlight of the of the of the title of the opera is you know tea a mirror of a soul so i mm. really think this you know the the, the historic um, significance that you know the the buddhist culture in general but also i mean chinese specifically put in the in the heritage connected to the tea culture is really something that you know um european culture has a lot to 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 learn from um um, Venerable Manchen, you've also been part of, you know, some of the truly historic events, including the 2011 Prayer for Peace event in Vatican, where you represented the Master Xing uh, Yun. And in 2016, you presented a speech on environmental and spiritual preservation, meeting with Pope Francis. Um, given that historical fact, religions sometimes caused conflicts. Um, to what extent can interreligious dialogue really contribute to global peacemaking today? It is a historic fact that religion in this world do something come into conflicts. So it is very important to have dialogue between religion so that we can understand each other's teaching, communicate with each other and respect each other. Not understanding difference have caused so much destructions and suffering, how much hatred and anger and how many deaths have wars generated. So should we close our eyes and shut away our conscious? And we cannot do this. We must try instead to bring the world closer together and closer to lasting peace. In today's world, we all want peace, but peace must be supported by compassion, by a sense of equality among all of us, and by a strong sense of coexistence with all these fundamental conditions, we can successfully create a peaceful and harmonious world for all of us. If we can overcome our greed and ignorance, we will be able to expand our hearts until they are filled with compassion. Equality among people completely depends on they have mutual respect for one another. And equally among people depends on their being able to understand each other's point of views. Interreligious dialogue can help us to do this and be more broad-minded. Broad-mindedness broad enables us to become tolerant. Through tolerance, we were success in being in harmony with others and therefore achieve peace. So today, our world is full of disputes because people are unable to tolerate no more human differences. We need to use this to enlarge our heart. We need to learn to appreciate others' point of view and embrace those who are different from ourselves. So we should be very grateful that this world has so many races and nations. These differences help teachers to accept one another 
and to phone um okay and to form harmonious friendships the world we live in is owning as bigger as our heart then um, you know how how is the the ultimate picture look like in buddhism you know buddhism you know we uh, what what is the the ultimate uh, objective and and what are you doing to make it happen every day so when you are a buddhist uh, what what do you strive at you know what is the ultimate picture you look at uh thank you mr steer uh, the ultimate goal in Buddhism is for everyone to become an enlightened being, a Buddha. This can be achieved through cultivator in everyday life. Through enlightenment ourselves and others, we cannot bear of sentient beings to suffer in this world of disaster and vow to liberate them to be free from suffering and gain happiness too. Uh, at Fuguangshan, we unhold the four giving, which are giving others confidence, giving others joy, giving others hope, and giving others convenience. Through dedication and continuously practicing and improve, improving ourselves, we are not enhance our cultivation, but also expand our horizon and develop a strong sense of commitment to create a better society, a happy home and a peaceful world. Every day we practice the three acts of goodness, to do good deeds, to speak good words and think good thoughts. This is what we call the three acts of goodness. So. I renounce and become a disciple of Venerable Master Xin Yun, vowing to propagate humanist Buddhism to all corners of society. Over the last decade in Europe, we have been working tirelessly um, to actualize and spread the three acts of goodness and forgiving. And we established the first Buddhist uh, school grouped in the UK, teaching the scouts not only survive skills, but also to build a moral character by practicing the three S of goodness. And recently, we have been promoted a veggie plan, a veggie plan promoting vegetarian and environmental protection through the veggie run events and many more. So the purpose of, uh, of these events is to encourage everyone to practice the three acts of goodness and work towards making the world a better place. Um, we touched upon you know, the current heated climate with the raging war in Ukraine already. Um, so I would like to follow up and hear your vision on the interreligious dialogue. Where, do you, where, would, you, where would the goals be today? And, can we actually envision a significant change um, of those goals for inter-interreligious dialogue, um, mostly due to the you know new realms of of international relations? 
In this era of globalization and living in a multicultural world, interface dialogue and exchange is a way to reduce conflicts between religions and to promote mutual understanding and peaceful coexistence. Understanding the diversity of religion and culture, Venerable Master Xingyun invites the when Buddha meet the gods events in 2011 to establish a good platform for dialogue and exchange between different faiths. This event is not only attended by various religions in Taiwan. We have also invited religion leaders from all over the world to join us, such as uh, imams from UK, Catholic priests from France, etc. And faith can be a driving force, giving us chances to coexistence peaceful with each other and promote world peace. Such events bring people together, demonstrating respect and devotion, uh, devotion to faith, tolerance, and respect for different religion beliefs, and practicing interreligion dialogue and exchange. Important historic and social changes have happened in the world over the last two uh, decades. Uh, and societies are more diverse and modern technology have made travel and communication and culture exchanges easier. Furthermore, different places of worship are much more common now than 13 years ago. So I believe global um, I believe globalization and international relationships should be, in fact, bring us closer together, enable more opportunity for dialogue and inter-religion understanding. And the main goal of promoting mutual understanding and peaceful coexistence should not change regardless of the change in the world, in this world. And last question uh, before we ask you a couple of questions, uh, you know, for future leaders in Europe and in Asia. Uh, what what do you think in today's world? Uh, what is the priority number one, and what is that in the future? Uh, yes, I believe peaceful coexistence is a real priority. Peaceful coexistence comes from understanding, respect, equality, from tolerance. What does the future hold? It is difficult to say, but as long as everyone cares for one another and respect each other and remembers that we will have an equal Buddha might, I believe that we will treat each other with compassion and kindness and our future world will be a uh, paradise and a pure land. To wrap it up, as um, our chairman, Ambassador Steele mentioned, we are also, we like to put the kind of the, the questions raised by the future leaders of the Europe-Asia dialogue um, to the front as well. So I, I would like to raise two questions to you um, from our um, students from, um, from Asian universities and from European universities. And that would be uh, what measures are taken to, to try and boost youth participation in this um, interreligious dialogue? Um, 
In the past, many people think that interreligious dialogue is only for religion leaders. I think the message we now need to give is to let people know that interreligion dialogues is for everyone, including youth and children. In fact, it is beneficial for the younger generation as they are not at an age where they are current about willing to explore the world. Meeting people with diff different religion backgrounds can be a powerful experience and should be encouraged. And younger people are the leader of the future. In order for this future leader to be able to work towards common goals, it is important for them to be able to network, share skills, and join together. So in, in order to keep the youth engaged, we should actively invite the youth in planning interreligion dialogues and events. So let the youth create activities that will attract them youth to join together. An interreligion dialogue does not only have to be in a form of discussion and fallen, but can be more interesting, uh, attractive for the youth. Um, coming together to play sports, take part in arts of cult cultural activities, or to work together to help in the local um, all to work together to help in the local communities are all great ways to learn about others and make friendships. And let me give you an example. The Foguangshan Branch Temple in London is over is also invited to attend the Western Minister Interface Art Competition for Youth. Over the last 10 years, the children and youth of the temple have been active participants uh, expressing their understanding of their faith through art. And at the award ceremony, the artwork is put on display for people of other faiths to see, and the participants are able to share their ideas and network. The BOI Young Adult Vision and was uh, was established in 1998, and over the last 25 years, we have organized many activities for Buddhist youth. During such events, we also ensure to broaden their horizon, and we encourage them to join local interreligion dialogues and events. The last question, how can we really guarantee the equal status of different religions? Um, Venerable Master Xinyun said that without uh, mutual respect, tolerance and equality, peace cannot be, be achieved. To attain peace, we must unhold the concept of equality and self, selflessness. There must be equality between the self and others, between sentient beings and Buddha between men and women, between different races and religions. We need to learn about one another's beliefs in order to truly understand and establish mutual respect. It's only by respecting the different 
differences between one another that we can be equal in status and in dialogue with each other. We can never be equal if we are not understanding and look down on each others. And devotees must date, uh, elevate themselves, maintain a perspective of equality so that things can be equal and people can be equal. Therefore, all people in the world must learn from great people and great examples be more open to great things, then we can promote equally and achieve world peace. And honestly speaking, it is hard to guarantee equal status of different religions. This can only be achieved if all religions make the effort to respect and accept one another so that equally can be established from deep within. When only they can true equally be achieved. So let me give some example. We should be like the sun, air, earth, water, and the Buddha. They are all equal. The sun is equal. It shines university, universally on the earth. And as long as you do not hide from it, its light and heat shines in all directions. As a equal and fulfilled everyone's need for breathing and survive, so uh, we say air is equal, and air is the same as the sunshine. And water is also equal. River provides for the needs of all beings on earth without any discrimination, and the earth is equal. It grows coarse and is a place for all beings to live without discrimination. The Buddha said that everyone has the Buddha nature. We should realize that we have the Buddha nature, and then we can treat everyone equally. And it is the way we can establish equality between region, religions and respect one another. I truly believe that humanist Buddhism can spread the message of a true equality. If we have equality between people, things, time, place, and, religion, and religions, then we can accumulate world peace and build a pure land on earth. On behalf of Europe Asia Center, I would like to truly thank you for your time and for your truly insightful uh, dialogue and message that you conveyed with us today. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Mr. Stewart. Yeah. And thank you for inviting me to share with everyone. And I hope Buddha bless everyone. Bless, blessing to you all. It was a great honor to listening to you and to have this exchange. And I hope to see you in the future. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.